Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Relationship Martyrs. Many of us have gone so numb and discounted our feelings so completely that we have gotten out of touch with our needs in relationships. We can learn to distinguish whose company we enjoy, whether we're talking about friends, business, acquaintances, dates, or spouses. We all need to interact with people we might prefer to avoid, but we don't have to force ourselves through long-term or intimate relationships with these people. You know, like reading this stuff two years ago versus reading it now, um, I'm really, you know, at this stage of recovery, just getting into touch with like actually listening to the messages of your body and taking that into consideration um, rather than always, um, you know, believing that, it's always noble to struggle. You know, there's a difference between discomfort and unnecessary unnecessary comfort. Back to the reading. We are free to choose friends, dates, and spouses. That's exciting. We are free to choose how much time we spend with those people we can't always choose to be around, such as relatives. This is our life. This is it. We can decide now we want to spend our days and hours. God, I love recovery because I didn't really realize this, you know? I think this is the, you know, I hear a lot about, you know, kind of being afraid of responsibility and, you know, when given this kind of freedom, it's really, um, it's kind of exciting actually, um, you know, scary, but exciting, but also being alive rather than the numbing or the deadening, um, by addiction, always speaking for me. Anyways, back to the reading. We can decide how we want to spend our days and hours. We're not enslaved. We're not trapped. And that includes work. And not one of us is without options. We may not see our options clearly, although we may have to struggle through shame and learn to own our power. We can learn to spend our valuable hours and days with the people we enjoy and choose to be with. God, help me value my time in life. Help me place value on how I feel being around certain people. Guide me as I learn to develop healthy, intimate, sharing relationships with people. Help me give myself the freedom to experiment, explore, and learn who I am and who I can be in my relationships. And, you know, I would add for me, it's just to also be conscious of, you know, my inner child as well as my body. You know, and those were things that, I mean, I think... You know, I came in here just to stop being miserable and and now there's just so much more hope, Um, you know, and people like Melody Beatty and then, you know, we'll get to the ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The next reading comes from the language of letting go from Melody Beatty again, and the topic is making life easier. Life doesn't have to be hard. Yes, there are times we need to endure, struggle through, and rely on our survival skills, but we don't have to make life, growth, recovery, change or day-to-day affairs that hard all the time. You know, I think just what I was saying, I think, and there's a, there's nothing noble in the struggle, you know, is is the title of one of the stories in the Big Red Book. And, you know, I believed that that was everything. And that if some stuff came easy to you, that, you know, somehow that was, didn't make it worth it, you know, um, Even in like workouts, it always had to be gritting and working hard, you know. Uh, Back to the reading. Having life that that be that hard is a remnant of our martyrdom, a leftover from our old ways of thinking, feeling, and believing. We are worthy even when life isn't that hard. Our value and worth are not determined by how hard we struggle. 
I repeat that two or three more times. Our value and worth are not determined by how hard we struggle. If we're making it that hard, we may be making it harder than it needs to be, said one woman. Learn to let things happen easily and naturally. Reminds me of like transcendental meditation, you know, easily and effortlessly. Back to the reading. Learn to let events and our participation in them fall into place. It can be easy now, easier than it has been. We can go with the flow, take the world off our shoulders, and let our higher power ease us into where we need to be. Today, I will stop struggling so hard. I will let go of my belief that life and recovery have to be hard. I will replace it with a belief that I can walk this journey in ease and peace. And sometimes it can actually be fun. There is nothing noble in the struggle. (laughs) Got to remember that. The next reading comes from ACA's uh, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is grief work. Grief work can take many forms and can bring some of the greatest rewards of the program. Some grief work involves journaling, in which we write about incidents in our life and reflect on the feelings we had at that moment. And, you know, I would add for me, express it, you know, in some, whether it's a physical way, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to another fellow, but uh, need to express it as well. Back to the reading. We ignored our grief because it didn't seem like it belonged to us. I didn't know I had it. I didn't even know if that's what it was. I didn't even know what stored grief was. I'm so grateful that, you know, these rooms and these books gave me a vernacular that I was like looking for for my whole life. For years, we didn't feel we had permission to feel sad or to experience loss. In our families, we were taught to not talk, not trust, and not feel. No one ever sat us down and told us that explicitly, but we knew that was the rule. One of the tools we use in recovery is the art of journaling all of the things we've been holding on for so long in order to help us get in touch with our inner child. An effective writing variation is the non-dominant handwriting exercise described in the Big Red Book. It is a powerful way of getting clues to store trauma in our bodies. We allow that hurt to surface and provide ourselves the space to heal, to cry, to bleed, to sob, to laugh, and to experience the joy we were robbed of as children, and even adults. It's one of the ways we get to the other side of our grief. On this day, I will make time to journal about my feelings as a way of expressing the grief I hold for my childhood. And yeah, that's something that is not in my daily practice. That is something that has to be because I've done a lot of work. And what I have realized is tears, um, they do pass, you know, and uh, they are healing. Um, And to really, I almost feel like seek out those uh, Seek out those areas. And uh, before I get to the next, uh, uh, the, the final story, I just wanted to, reminds me of Pete Walker, who said, on the other side of angering is joy. And it was something that didn't make any sense to me at all. I have since experienced it. And I can confirm that, you know, Pete Walker wrote the book Complex PTSD. Um, that is going to be a crucial book uh, in my ongoing uh, healing. The final reading also comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is non-dominant hand. After introducing ourselves to the child within, we can ask other questions. We write out the question with our dominant hand and write the reply with the other hand. We used to be afraid of our feelings. We thought we knew how we felt. We knew all about how others felt at all times. 
but we never developed the discipline of listening to ourselves because we were punished in our families for doing so, never even had time. Some of us recreated that same punishing silence within ourselves, in our work, and romantic relationships. When the hurt becomes too great, we are willing to go to any lengths to recover, and that's where I am now. We do things that are scary because we are building trust with our sponsor, fellow travelers, and our higher power. We seek the answers to our past, however we find we can find them. Non-dominant handwriting is an important tool in getting to early memories. We try answering the questions by writing in crayon with our non-dominant hand. It has worked for others before us. Most importantly, we are building trust with those voices inside us that have needed to speak for longer than long. Wow. And also, in a lot of times, it can be very efficient, too. Um, they want to contact us and discharge the poison they have been holding back to save us from pain. We start to feel safer as we begin to heal and become ready to hear our history. On this day, I will trust the messages I get doing non-dominant handwriting. Wow. The messages I often get is, I love mom. God is cool. I'm smart. And let's play. So going back to this, on this day, I will trust the messages I get doing non-dominant handwriting because what is said is true for that part of me. I will listen without trying to push the feelings back down. I will give the words inside me a space to breathe. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to feel my feelings, to pause, because that's where God is. There's no healing without feeling and to feel my feelings.